Today's episode of Fantasy Baseball in 15 is brought to you by Remarkably Remote, a new daily microcast from the experts at GoToMeeting, all about making work from home work for you. With indispensable intel on how to stay sane, motivated, and productive at home, we're here to help you in this brave new remote working world. Find us on smart speakers or subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. You can also listen at gotomeeting.com slash tips. That's gotomeeting.com slash tips. It's almost that time of year where we start to take stock, so we're going to do just that with our alternate universe rosters. Like death and taxes, Dodgers get a Dodger. <laughs> I have That's not had uh, three co-brews yet. It works great in a fantasy league. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15. On The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15 for Friday, April 17th. I'm Al Melkier, and I am joined here by Derek Van Riper. And DVR, I watched some baseball this week. That was pretty cool. That had to feel good, right? <laughs> it felt great. I just stumbled upon... Uh, I tell you what, I, I follow Danny Nobler, who I worked with uh, like 10 years ago at CBS. Um, and he tweeted something out about how... Uh, Taiwanese baseball was was streaming. You could uh, stream most of the games or at least some of the games for free. So I did a little digging, found out uh, where to stream it. And there's a, a Twitter account at 11 sports. It's spelled out E-L-E-V-E-N, 11 sports, T-W. And um, here in Mountain Time Zone, where I am, you got to get up really early, like 4.30 to catch the whole game. I didn't do that. I sort of lucked into an extra innings game between the Rakuten Monkeys and the Uni Lions. And yeah, it was fun. It was really cool. So I recommend it. Yeah, I've been catching some of the KBO streams. Uh, I think it's at my KBO on Twitter. Dan Kurtz is the gentleman who runs that particular account does a really good job translating news and keeping people updated on uh, ways to watch KBO stuff. It's all been an intra-squad game so far. So I was watching Dan Straley pitch a couple weeks ago. Actually, I think twice when I've when I've checked in um, on, on a stream, Dan Straley was pitching. So I, I don't know. I've always liked Straley. So I guess that's kind of a uh, <laughs> kind of a, a good good thing to have that. But uh, yeah, it, it's just Anything that feels normal right now is amazing, and it's cool that watching baseball from Taiwan feels normal um, because going to the grocery store doesn't feel normal. Like coming home and doing like a full scrub down and throwing all the clothes in the laundry and uh, being extra careful about touching surfaces. I mean, like I generally cared about germs and being healthy prior to the pandemic, and now it just seems like every little trip out of the house, which is once a week, basically, is just looking over my shoulder and being cautious about every move. Yeah. Well, I know we're all, you know, we're all experiencing that and all adapting. So yeah, finding just a, a little thing like this or, you know, the KBO. And I, I'm uh, following that account on Twitter, but I have not caught any of the intra-squad games. And I saw that pitching ninja picked up some of that uh, uh, Dan Straley performance. Uh, so at least I saw a little nugget <laughs> of that uh, uh, on the uh, on the interwebs. So uh, you know, cool stuff. So yeah, check uh, either or both of those things out. And yeah, in the uh, service of 
trying to bring a little bit of normality to a uh, an extremely abnormal and challenging situation. Uh, I thought we'd uh, spend the bulk of this episode checking in with our out-of-the-park teams in the athletics alternate universe. We've talked about it on a few episodes previously, but uh, I don't recall as either of us really digging in depth with our teams. And we've played close to a full month's worth of games now. So if we were playing uh, real baseball and real fantasy baseball, uh, if we were at that stage of it, uh, you know, not necessarily middle of April, but, you know, maybe a week or two from now, I think we'd be at the point where we'd be saying, okay, you know, we're starting to build some samples here. What can, what can we take seriously? So let's let's do that with our uh, out-of-the-park teams, DVR. So let's start with your Padres. Um, I know it's been a rough start. I believe what your team is nine and fourteen and in last place. Um, so, what observations have you made? What moves are you thinking of making? What are the dilemmas? All that kind of stuff. What uh, what's come up for you in this first quote unquote month of play? So, I decided to make myself the team that signed Yasiel Puig as the season was approaching in our sim, and the main reason I did that was that I looked at Franchi Cordero and how he's ranked in this game and Josh Naylor and some guys who I think are pretty interesting in real life. And I just didn't see quite enough there to to kind of make this a, a team that has a playoff caliber lineup. And I thought Puig was a good fit, at least on paper. The concern is that even in this sim, off-field problems and clubhouse chemistry are accounted for. And if any player in this game... <laughs> has uh, something written into <laughs> written into his profile that would make him potentially problematic in the clubhouse it's probably Puig so i don't know how the chemistry is going to break down i'm sure it's going to happen to me at some point i imagine Puig will also suffer some sort of injury he'll be driving a snow cone truck around for charity and roll it over on the five and have to go on the IL for six weeks or something like I've gone through all the scenarios in my head. And I've just accepted them as part of what's going to happen, but hit a few homers to start the season and his month as a whole is shaping up to be pretty underwhelming. I think he's hitting 224, the 292 OBP right now uh, hasn't ruined the clubhouse chemistry yet, but he is part of the reason why my team is not, winning to this point so that's uh, a little bit disappointing and I think the other uh, thing that I did that was probably very different compared to what the Padres would have done over a full 162 is I decided to give Mackenzie Gore a place in the rotation to begin the season and in order to manage the workload of Gore and Paddock and Garrett Richards and even Denelson Lamette I decided to use a six-man rotation because I felt like with Lucchese and Zach Davies and even Cal Quantro, who doesn't have a spot on my sim rotation right now, I felt like this team was built to actually execute a six-man rotation, and it actually made sense in my head. Um, but the pitching's been a disappointment. Gore's got an ERA of five through 27 innings. Chris Paddock's got a 491 ERA. Dilson Lemet's above seven. Uh, so it's been frustrating because I thought that was going to be a strength of this team for sure. And through the first few weeks, it has been a weakness. So what, you know, what do you do with that? Do you um, go back to a five man rotation? Uh, do you give Denelson Lamette uh, you know, a breather from starting, given his struggles or do you write it out? Uh, what's, 
what are what do you think is the best way for you to have a better second month of the season? I think the Padres actually have a, a more difficult schedule than I would have noticed had I been assigned a different team. I really don't think that much about who they're playing. They opened four games at home against Colorado. Fine, that's not bad. But then they had the Braves, you know, obviously a really good playoff team from a year ago, a trip to Colorado, then a trip to Atlanta, uh, home against the Giants, team one, two, or three there. I think it was one of the few series that we've actually been able to win so far. More Rockies at Arizona, at Atlanta again. Must have been like a makeup game or something. And then at the Cubs. So it seems like the strength of schedule here has been a little bit tough to begin the season. So I'm more in the camp of riding it out. Uh, I don't think the six-man rotation is necessarily a failure just yet. I think I just saw Garrett Richards picked up a, a minor injury this week in the sim, so I may have to go down to five temporarily um, if I don't want to bring up Quantrill because I've got Quantrill stretched out right now at AAA. Uh, but I think feeling it this way, like I've played score sheet before. This is the first time I've played out of the park. Feeling that slow start when you are in the position of manager and GM, it is somehow even more frustrating than getting off to a slow start in a roto league. Top performers in business and sports often attribute their success to their morning routine, whether it's waking up early, setting their goals for the day, exercise, or meditation. But not everyone has the time to do it all. With Hydrant, you can jumpstart your mornings. Hydrant creates flavored electrolyte packets you mix directly into your water to make hydrating your body easy and delicious. Each rapid hydration mix has the four essential electrolytes your body needs. Sodium, potassium, magnesium, and zinc help you hydrate quickly and stay hydrated all day. And Hydrant is backed by research. The formula was developed by Oxford scientists to provide perfectly balanced, efficient hydration. There's no synthetic colors, no artificial sweeteners. The formula is vegan, and you can choose between three different flavors or a variety pack. Hydrant starts at just a buck a packet for a 30-day supply. You can save even more with a monthly subscription. And for 25% off your first order, go to drinkhydrant.com, enter the promo code BASEBALL at checkout. Again, that's drinkhydrant.com, and enter the promo code BASEBALL for 25% off your first order. I, you know, I agree. And I'm, I'm feeling that too with the Astros, even though the Astros are 14 and 10. So that's not anything to be alarmed, alarmed by. But I'm looking ahead and I'm, I'm a bit worried about these, uh, these Astros. Um, and I've been beset by a couple of pretty big impact injuries. Roberto Ozuna tore his labrum and is out for four more months. Ryan Presley uh, has bone chips in his elbow. He's going to be out for somewhere between two and three uh, months. And this is, and even before we started the sim, I was worried about the bullpen without Will Harris and um, without Hector Rondon. And now it's really being tested. Joe Smith has been bumped up to closer. I went out and traded for Trevor Gott, uh, trading... um, one of my uh, pitching prospects, um, mid-range pitching prospect. Um, so, you know, it wasn't a big loss, but by the same token, Trevor God isn't somebody I was necessarily counting on to be a, a setup reliever, and, and he's in that role just by default. I signed Tony Barnett as a free agent. So that's a very different bullpen than what I thought I was going to have. And the starting pitching hasn't performed all that well uh, either. Uh, really, all the pitchers are giving up a lot of home runs. Uh, Josh James has not performed well. Jose Urquidy has not performed well. So I'm toying with the idea of maybe 
I put Josh James back in the bullpen and make him the closer. Uh, but then I don't have much <laughs> starting pitcher depth. So right away, the weaknesses of the the roster and the organization are being exposed. It's not a deep farm system. I can't just trade a whole bunch more prospects to to restock the uh, the pitching staff. And so I'm actually thinking it's it's very early in the season still, but I'm I'm starting to think if things don't go well, it's do I trade George Springer because he'll be a free agent in 2021. I mean, is is that as crazy as it sounds to me? Well, I think you're probably going to be okay even with those bullpen issues because the front of the rotation is good. Some of the back end young starters, I think, are going to be fine. Uh, Urquidy, I think, is legitimately like a good mid rotation type starter. And you have Forrest Whitley as a potential option, right? You could bump right. him up and see uh, if he could help your bullpen woes, or if maybe he could become an option in the back of the rotation and then. You know, somebody else slides into the bullpen. So I, I do think their bullpen relative to other playoff teams has kind of an average floor. And with injuries, it can become much worse. And you're dealing with that right now. Um, and then they've made enough trades where you don't have a loaded system to deal away players from anymore either. So it is becoming a little more difficult to go get what you need if you're in, uh, if you're in your shoes running you know, a sim version of the Astros right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it was definitely more challenging than I expected. And, uh, Forrest Whitley's not really tearing it up, uh, in the minors, uh, so far. So, uh, actually the, the next one up, um, might be Christian Javier. He's, uh, got an 075 ERA, a 13.5 K per nine ratio so far so it's still very early obviously in the sim minor league season but and I also I um because of the shortage of arms I had um Lance McCullers down for a while he had to miss the start so I had to bring up an extra bullpen arm and I wound up sending Kyle Tucker down because he was off to a slow start and I needed to get that uh, extra arm up so I uh, I put Josh Reddick back in the uh as a starting outfielder and uh Right now, Tucker is still down for a little while, but he'll probably be back up after the next uh, group of games has been simmed. Yeah, so I think one of the tricky things about the sim is that there are discrepancies in the game uh, compared to how I evaluate players. And that's not me saying the game is unrealistic. The game's awesome. If you haven't played it, you should definitely check it out. It's very fun, and it does make you feel like baseball's happening. Uh, but one player that I think is a good illustration of that is Forrest Whitley. He has an overall ranking of 35 in the game. His potential is a 65. So I think that is indicative of kind of what we've seen from Whitley in the upper levels of the minors. And it reflects how scouts and people who analyze the game at the highest level feel about him. I I think it's accurate. And what I think is really difficult when you're in the GM position and you're in the manager position in the sim you have to decide if it's worth the risk of exposing him to big league competition. Like he, he might go up from a 35, but he might be the worst pitcher on your roster. And that to me is very realistic. That is the question that major league teams are trying to answer as they're finishing up the development, even of top prospects. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I made a move that actually reminded me of some real world moves that you see where I brought up Steven Wren to be Josh Reddick's platoon partner. And I'll be honest, I had not heard of Steven Wren before running the Astros, <laughs> but he was off to a good start in AAA. The Sim seems to like him. 
and uh, and it was too soon for me to bring uh, Tucker back up. And you know, you see those moves where a team will promote somebody you've never heard of or somebody you don't think much of, and you're like, why did they make that move? So part of that was you know just logistics for me, and part of that was responding to what I, the data I was getting from from the sim. Right, and having options left, and if yep. you bring a player up and send another player down, if you don't eventually send an injured player down, you have to wait the allotted number of days before you can bring the player that you previously demoted back in. So uh, following those rules, you start to realize that uh, roster management in the big leagues isn't quite as easy as you think. There are a few more rules that you have to deal with than, uh, than you kind of accept on the surface. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, even just uh, a simulated month into the sim, I'm, I've got a better appreciation for that for sure. And, uh, you know, if things do go south for the Astros and I, I have to think about uh, trading away Springer, um, I'm sure I'll be knocking on your door since, you know, you're not using Franchi Cordero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like there's enough people out there who really like Franchi where he's a good tradable player in, and even in the case of, of maybe just realizing I have an excess of outfielders, so other team might have an upgrade available for me, maybe at second base or something. You know that that could easily be a trade that happens either with you or with somebody else. He definitely seems like a player I'll end up trading. Yeah, and you've got some bullpen depth too, so uh, we'll we'll see how this goes uh, in a few weeks. But uh, speaking of out of the park, we have had our giveaways this week, so we had uh, another one. Uh, another giveaway and uh, the winners, actually the last two, I didn't announce the last two. So uh, those winners were Mark McElroy and it's not about art. And they both correctly answered the question about the three players who were among the 12 worst in end zone Woba in 2019, but uh, had, they cleared the not very impressive ISO bar of 110. <laughs> and those three players, this one surprised me. Richie Martin was one. Uh, Mike Zunino was another, and Travis Shaw. Those were the three. So uh, congratulations uh, both to Mark and to It's Not About Art for winning those free out-of-the-park game keys. We've got one more left, so we'll have to be very selective and creative about how we give that last one away. But uh, we'll save that for uh, for a later show. And in the meantime, if you listened to the last episode, you got to hear about Michael Beller's favorite player, uh, but of course, that's uh, an illusion or maybe a part of, you could say, uh, the series that's ongoing on The Athletic where various writers are writing uh, about their favorite players. And Mark Carrick's piece on Dennis Eckersley was just fantastic. So uh, we'll feature that as our read of the day. My favorite player, Dennis Eckersley by Mark Carrick on The Athletic. Uh, check that out. And also, uh, Michael Beller sent out a tweet asking people to suggest who their favorite players are, which I thought was fantastic. So uh, tweet us all and let us know who your favorite players are, either in real life or fa- in fantasy baseball. Uh, you can reach me at Al Melchior BB on Twitter. Mike Beller is M Beller. And Derek Van Riper, um, DVR and I came up with this one, but your handle is uh, at Derek Van Riper. Yeah, no underscores, uh, no <laughs> symbols. It's amazing. So uh, hit, hit us up and let us know. We'll uh, we'll talk about those on future shows. But for this show, that's going to be it. Uh, this is going to wrap up this episode of Fantasy Baseball in 15. If you're not already a subscriber to The Athletic, you can get 40% off of a subscription by going to theathletic.com slash baseball in 15 or try us out on a free 90-day trial. Uh, either way, everything that we do will be a part of your subscription. 
If you're enjoying this podcast on a platform that allows you to leave a rating and review, we would greatly appreciate it if you took the time to do that. So for Derek Van Riper, I'm Al Melchior. We'll be back here on Monday. Monday.